Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. I simply want to say happy Mother's Day to some great moms out there. So happy Mother's Day, moms. You are the best. I love you. I love watching you. I love cheering for you. I love giving you high fives. I love telling you you're super mom because it's not easy. But we got some of the greatest moms, and I appreciate you so much. Well, hey, today is a special day, not only Mother's Day, but we have a special person coming to share with us today. Um, Reba Russell is coming to share with us. Uh, great, great lady. Love her. She and her family are a part of our church. They're here. This is their, this is their church home. Uh, her husband, Ernie, down here, and daughters, Mallory and Spencer. Uh, where's Mallory and Spencer? Oh, look at that. They didn't know I put them on stage. There's Mallory, there's Spencer, and Jennifer and Jake are down here. There's the other two daughters. And uh, just really appreciate Reba, Ernie, uh, their family. Uh, One of the things I really love about Reba, you're you're gonna get to hear a little bit of that, but you don't have to be around Reba very long to just hear her heart. I mean, she got a heart for the Lord, got a heart for mamas, got a heart for her king. And uh, I want you to give Reba a warm welcome as she comes and shares this morning. Reba, come on up, girl. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. You're awesome. Love you. Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Um. I just wanted to give away a couple of my children's books, and I'd love to honor if there's any single mamas out there, because I grew up with a single mama, love to give you one if you're out there. Is there any single moms that want a book? Okay, somebody come get it and give it to her. Come give it to her. You choose which one you want. Awesome. Thank you. Bless you. Okay. Well, I just want to share first that several years ago when I went to a conference, um, they were speaking on walking in your calling and your anointing. And I went to one session though, and there was a youth pastor there that was talking about the spiritual mothers and fathers rising up in the church. That's one thing that Ernie and I and our family love about this church is the leadership walks in that. You display the mother and father heart of God so well in this, in this church. Um, When I went and listened to that, I realized what my ultimate calling is for, you know, ministry, whatever you want to call it, is mama. 
I am just mama. So I would love to just share with all of you mothers this morning, just uh, what God's laid on my heart. And it's gonna be what's already been burning in my heart. If I could sum up in two words, the reason that I've written these two children's books and I'm writing more for this series is um, if I could sum it up in two words, it would be identity and destiny. But before destiny can be fulfilled, identity must be established. That is vital. We can't get the cart before the horse. So um, what I wanted to share is that I know that most of you mothers or all of you mothers out here, whether you're older or younger, whether your children are older or younger, your desire is for them to walk in the fullness of all God has called them to do and be. Is that right? Can I get an amen from all the mamas? Because I think the mama bear needs to rise up. And... um, But there's one thing that needs to be done. You need to get it before you can give it away. And it's never too late. God's still showing me things that I'm able to give to our adult children. Um, One thing you need to know that as as mothers, our roles are ever-changing, right? One minute we're in the baby season, the next minute we're seeing them off to graduation like a lot of you have. And then we're in the best season of all grandbabies like Ernie and I are. And um, so that, that can be shaken. We cannot put our identity in what we do or what we haven't done. It can't be in our child's strengths or their weaknesses, nor our successes or our failures. It has to be in the Lord. I got to get a drink of water, sorry. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about what is the definition of identity. It's the fact of being, who or what a person or thing is. Paul says in Acts 17, 28, in him we live and move and have our being. Our true identity begins from a position, not an activity. Our position is ultimately in him, his intimate presence, where we receive revelation of who he is, and then we learn who we are. It's learning who his character and his nature is. This is where his identity reveals ours. Um, Moses got this right in Exodus 33, where he wanted more than just God's power. He'd already experienced his power. He had experienced his presence, but he wanted to know the person of God who is merciful and long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Who better to reveal our identity than the very one who fashioned us in his image? This is our unshakable place. This is what defines us. 
And then we're able to fully surrender ourselves to the calling from a position of knowing who we are as mamas in the Lord. Um, Let me give you an example. In Luke 10, 41, 42, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part and it will not be taken away from her. It all starts here. His voice and his face is the goal. You know, um, Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy God's children's identity because he fears the power that will flow through us. And therefore, his aim is to derail us from the one thing, which is the intimacy with God. Um, King David got this right. He tasted and then he encouraged everyone around him to taste. Will you give that to me, Natalie, real quick? Melissa, will you come up here? I just wanna share something with you to give you an example. As a mama, if you go up to your child, which we'll pretend like Melissa's my child. And you go up to your child and you say, oh my goodness, this caramel latte is incredible. By the way, this is her favorite. And, but I haven't tasted it, but I know it is really good. So how would you respond to that? Like, what you're talking about? Exactly. (laughs) But if I go, I have tasted this and this is scrumptious. It is incredible. I can drink deeply in this and sit back and relax and read a good book and take a boat ride if you were in the women's breakfast thing. Right, ladies? And so here, drink. It is good. That's, you can drink that now. (laughs) It's hers. (laughs) That is what we get to do as mamas. Um, the scripture that David talked about is in Psalms 34, 8. And he says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The word taste here means to perceive, to taste, to evaluate his nature his character, it's his love and his goodness. The Hebrew root word for see is taken from a word that means to drink deeply. We come first to the understanding of his goodness as we read that written word, right? And we understand his goodness and his love. And then we begin to drink deeply of that as we come into his presence. That is what we get to model, mamas. Isn't that an incredible opportunity and role that we get to do? Um, If you think about the woman at the well, remember where Jesus tells her all the things she had ever done, and then she goes into Samaritan, back into the city, and she tells everyone about Jesus. And this is what they tell her after they bid him to come into the town and spend a couple of days 
They say, you know, we believed when you told us, but we believe now not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him and know this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Also, what's beautiful in this story is Jesus established identity with the woman at the well. Do you know what the identity was? True worshipers that worship him in spirit and in truth. That was the identity he established right there. You know, Jeff can, Pastor Jeff can be up here and he can be preaching about hearing the voice of God or being in the presence of God and we believe it, but when we go home and we close the door in the secret place and we taste it ourselves, that is the example of what happened there in John 4. You know, he's not a distant God that we read about. He's the living word that we can encounter. Um, Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Psalms 27.8 says, When you said, seek my face, of course, this is so beautiful because it's a dialogue with between David and God. And he says, when you seek my face, my heart said to you, your face I will seek. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life and in your presence is fullness of joy. The doing will flow from this position. You know, God wants to fulfill our, um, our destiny and our purpose, but his purposes over our life are God-sized. They are God-sized. We were created to be fruit-bearing and productive, right? So, I mean, we know we're supposed to be. We, uh, without faith, I mean, without works, I just forgot how it goes. Faith without works is dead. So um, let me give you an example of that God-sized assignment from mamas. Uh, My daughter, Jennifer, is in the thick of mommyhood right now. And she called me the other day because her car broke down and Jake had to take that car to to work. And he drove off with the baby wipes in the car. And he couldn't get back. So she's calling and saying, Mom, will you bring the baby wipes? Bring me some baby wipes. So, hey, May May came to the rescue. I walk in the door, and James, our grandson, is in the high chair, and he's got this chocolate mustache. And um, he thinks he's drinking a chocolate shake, but what it really is is a chocolate vegetable shake. But he's drinking his shake. John has his fixation of lamps and outlets. So Jennifer's trying to chase him down and there's toys everywhere. And I heard the Lord say, you are standing on holy ground. This is a God-sized assignment for young mamas and for the older mamas and for the grandmas. And it is vital for us to know who we are in the Lord and to know that we can go into the presence. And Jake and Jen are so good about going and hearing the voice of God because every child has been designed differently. You can read lots of books on it, but you're going to discover this doesn't work for my child, right? But when you go into the secret place of his presence and you say, God, how do I do this? and you hear his voice. I'm amazed of how they've learned to discipline their boys. They've done a lot better job than we did. 
Um, throughout Scripture, let me give you a couple examples of God giving those big assignments that were unthinkable to man and impossible without His Holy Spirit empowering and leading the way. It was David's assignment was king of Israel, right? But isn't it interesting that identity was spoken in all of these assignments? David's was king over Israel, but his identity was a man after God's own heart. See, God is about heart connection. Gideon's assignment was to save Israel from the Midianites, but his identity was mighty man of valor. Mary's assignment was to give birth to the Son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet, What was so sweet is the angel spoke identity into her before he even revealed her assignment, her calling. He says, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, for this is one of the greatest callings we could have, right? Moses' assignment was to deliver the Israelites from Egypt. His his, um, identity was friend of God. When Mallory was in middle school, God so graciously showed me through a dream that in some, of, some areas I was parenting from not my true identity in Him, but from my own insecurities and past brokenness. And she was in the, the fun years of middle school of just not feeling like she felt, like she felt like she fit in but she, Mallory was an incredible athlete. So before too long, a lot of the popular kids started paying attention to her and wanting her to hang out with them. Unbeknowingly to us, some of these kids were not doing what they needed to be doing. But they began to ask her to come hang out with them, come to her, their parties. And so dad and I, we encouraged her to hang out with them because, hey, you know, we didn't want her to feel left out. And uh, it was the popular kids, right? So a few days later, I had a dream. And in the dream, Ernie and I were in this auditorium, and they would see what appeared to be very important people walking around, and they were carrying these silver platters. And their children were on the silver platters. They were like little miniature children. I know that sounds really weird. But they were carrying them around, for everybody to sample. And I looked over and I saw somebody carrying Mallory on one of those platters. And I ran to get her to stop them from sampling her. And I woke up and I heard this from the Lord. He said, stop serving your child on some sort of silver platter for the world to consume. What is that silver platter? It's the platter of performance, comparison, popularity, talent, the world's view of success. In this dream, they were all miniature people on this platter. And God was showing me that we reduce our children to the world's standards, and then we minimize their potential and possibilities to fulfill kingdom purpose. 
It's not that all of that stuff is bad. I mean, we love, I mean, all of us love to see our kids, kids walking in their giftings and their talents. But we need to make sure that we are, as parents are walking in a position of who we know so we can release that into them. That took me on a quest to, for healing and for God to begin to just instill that true identity in an area where I was struggling in. Later that year, Mallory and a group of kids, some of the star football players, led the school that year in a huge revival. The principal didn't know what to do with this unstoppable move of God. And they were so zealous, they talked a worship leader into climbing one night on top of the rooftop of the school to worship over their school. And freaked out the janitor, he calls the police. I get the police called on him. FYI, none of the parents knew about this. But what my point is, is that if we will champion their hearts, you will be astonished of what they can become in the Lord. And Mallory and Spencer both are still walking in their true identity as worshipers of the King of Kings. We're gonna close up here. I'm almost done. You asked the question, Mama. So, Mama Reba, how, how do I get there? How do I get in that intimate place and hear his voice and know who I am? I'm glad you asked. It's so simple. I'm gonna just take you through a couple little steps here. If you wanna take notes, do it. Find a quiet place. And for you young mamas, it may be five minutes at a time, hiding in the closet or in the car. Ask him, first of all, what I do is I ask God to get all the clutter out of the way. And then I ask him to wrap his arms around me. Ask him then to open your spiritual eyes and your ears to hear what he has to say and show you. And start with identity first by asking him this question, Lord, who do you say I am? Just like that last song we sang. And Paxton didn't know what I was going to be talking about this morning. Who do you say I am? And know this, that whatever his spirit speaks to our heart, it will always align with this written word. Have your Bible close by to read and claim the scriptures that he lays on your heart. And let me tell you, when you begin to hear who he says you are, the chains of insecurity, shame, fear, anxieties, mommy guilt will all begin to fall off. And once you get this established, just like King David saying, taste and see that the Lord is good. You will be able to give this away to your children. And um, something that the Lord was showing me is that, that you are a mama lioness and that the mama lioness will release a legacy over her child that will be unstoppable. This is how we do it. It's from one generation declaring it to another. I can't just tell Jennifer or Mallory or Spencer or Jake, drink that 
latte, it's wonderful unless I've drank it myself, unless I know who I am in the Lord. Jennifer read an article that said, if you want your kids to be confident, then you need to be confident. Mallory was listening to Melissa Helzer talk. She's a worship leader. And she says, mamas, parents, you need to teach your children how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because there's coming a day they won't need you, but there is never going to be a day that they won't need him. This is vital. I'm done. <laughs> but what I would love to do is just pray identity into you mamas this morning. And um, I feel like there's just a few of these nuggets that God's going to want to just speak over you, and just to know that it all lines with his word. Why don't the mamas go ahead and stand? And while they're coming up here, I just want to say to the older mamas, once again, this is, it is never too late. I have found that when I have gotten breakthrough, even just recently, I didn't even have to say anything to them. And I noticed a difference in them. So this is for all of us. There is no exclusion in this room. And guess what, grandmas? We get to give it away to our grandbabies. Isn't that incredible? It's about establishing identity so they soar, I mean, beyond anything that we could ever ask or imagine, like Ephesians 3.20, according to His power that is at work within us. And what I'd like for everyone else in the room to do is gather around the mamas. Get up out of your chairs. Go and find a mama. Put your hands on these mamas. And we're going to agree together identity over these mamas. And once again, you are going to release a legacy that is unstoppable. I believe there is something about to happen in the church through identity and releasing that. Lord, we just praise you, Jesus, for these mamas. This is what I feel like we're supposed to do. I'm gonna say it, and then those that are around the mothers, I want you to speak it over them. I think it would be more powerful for them to hear it over their with their husbands, their children, a friend, it may be a stranger, but just to hear it. So you repeat it after me, not the mamas, people around the mamas. Are you ready? Okay. You are valuable. 
You were created to be loved and to be loved. You are powerful. You are courageous. You are confident in the Lord. You belong in Him. You are wanted. And you are His beloved daughter. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we praise you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 